morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whatever time of day it is. Welcome once again to Gaming Street Irregulars. I'm your host, quasi-master builder James Irish, joined as always by Chrissy Harding. Hi everyone! And today we have in the digital recording booth the proprietor of Flavor Packet Art, Mr. Steve Offman. Hello, how are you? Welcome aboard. We hope you're having a good day all the way out in Sacramento. I'm sure the weather's a lot nicer there than it is here. It is today. It was raining yesterday. Oh, oh! Don't tell me Sunshine you got rained again. on what at your fair yesterday. I did have a festival yesterday. I was supposed to be outside, but they moved us all inside, which was fine enough. <laughs> there we go. Well, that was nice of them to at least move you inside. Yeah, I was glad they had room. Yeah, not all fair fairs will do that. Be like, oh, it's raining. Tough nuggets. Yeah, <laughs> made it a little awkward, but I still made some sales. No problem. Oh, good, good. <laughs> So for those of you who've been keeping track long-term, I've been working on a LEGO Arcade project, and Steve, via Flavor Packet Art, has been my principal supplier of various machines. I have 18 arcade cabinets, two pinball units, a skee-ball machine, and a change machine, all from him. Gosh, I think I'm paying his rent. <laughs> <laughs> you're helping anyway. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. appreciated. <laughs> And besides also what we've seen of Steve doing um, Lego art, because this is considered Lego art, he also does, it looks like, custom Garbage Pail Kid cards. Yeah, I well. started uh, painting my own Garbage Pail Kids a couple of years ago and released a set of those. I call them Garage Pal Cards because I make them in my garage. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Very cute. And he has a puppy. A couple puppies. of them. <laughs> I know James is like he has dogs and like the first thing I'm like oh doggies <laughs> they're probably keeping their distance today uh oh well I don't hear him right now anyway <laughs> oh give him time once they realize wait he's actually on the phone go yeah once they realize I shut the door to the den they'll be all over it like <laughs> we must protect you we don't know what's in there <laughs> we can't see you I had a German shepherd who did not understand you know Social distancing guidelines. Mm-hmm. So, I feel you. It's understandable. <laughs> so, what got you into combining video games with Legos? Well, I like arcade games. I have a couple arcade machines in my garage that play everything now, emulator style. So, I got into, you know, just looking at a lot of machines in general and the act of setting that up and had a lot of artwork downloaded already and that kind of thing. And... Additionally, I have a garage full of Legos from uh, buying and selling them on eBay for a good decade or so. I accumulated a whole lot of stuff <laughs> that I just wanted to put to some kind of use, some kind of adult use. <laughs> and yeah, it just all came together. I started doing it like maybe five years ago and didn't think I could really do much with it because it's so hard to keep the bricks in stock, even with all I have. You know, once you start needing a particular piece over and over again, you're doomed, mm -hmm. basically. <laughs> but so far, it's going great. I'm Keep bricks in stock thus far, anyway. <laughs> and I hope to keep it going for a long time. <laughs> Your current checklist it lists a whopping 30 varieties of these machines. And, and that's not all you have designs ready for, but some of them just depend on what pieces are in stock. Yeah, that too. I have uh, pinball machines, as, as you know, that I would love to offer as well. But they just use a piece that hasn't been made since the mid-80s. And I, I just can't track them down one or two at a time from different sellers online it'll drive me crazy plus they're all scuffed up so i got to redesign that one 
Yeah, you, yeah you've I, already you've you've only seen a quarter of my pinball wish list. <laughs> I suspect you have more. I could tell from your tone. You know, I did find a few more windows. If you have a couple uh, more you wanted, I could probably get those done for you. Okay. <laughs> and we'll. Oh, uh, boy. We're probably going to be hashing out what my next order is going to look like because I am having a massive bout of indecision, Uh-oh. and I want and I don't want to just request ones that have personal appeal like the like a few of the ones I did last time. I'm not sure what uh, Vampire Savior, aka Darkstalkers Three, <laughs> is going to do for you sales wise. Oh, that's that was fun for me to do anyway. I like I like doing them all. Someone did the unthinkable and asked for a Tron cabinet finally, which terrifies me because I have one half ready. But gosh, it's just just not quite right. But I want it to be. Tron's a little lower on my priority list. I'm willing to wait until you get that one perfected. Yeah, it's a cool cabinet, but it's hard to create in Lego. I'm finding. What I'm looking I- at most right now is Sega. Mm-hmm. As you as you've probably gathered from some of my. From we were talking previously about Space Harrier and Outrun. Yeah, those are going to be tricky too, but I want to try those too because they are lacking in my collection there for sure. They're important titles. But what are some of your earliest arcade memories? Gosh, I mean, I have some very fond memories as a kid. I used to go camping with the family a fair amount, so we'd go to Lake Tahoe where all the casinos were. And so I have some good arcade memories really early on from uh, casino arcades, but. In my hometown, we had a great bowling alley that had a good variety, and my 7-Eleven had Street Fighter II during high school, and I think I spent probably half my lunch breaks there eating chili cheese dogs every day, perfecting my technique with Ryu, sometimes Blanca. Uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> diet. Yes. Yeah, it's not sustainable, but it's good times. <laughs> Our bowling alley was great because they had... Not only they had Street Fighter 2, of course, but eventually I went in there one day to play my favorite game at the time. And all of a sudden, everybody's moves were totally different. I tried to jump over a fireball and it just followed me in the air and I didn't know what was going on. And it turned out it was a weird bootleg edition. I don't know if you've heard of Street Fighter 2 Rainbow Edition. Oh, we have. Oh, uh, we in our Street Fighter that. episode, we talk about how that influenced Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Yeah, yeah, it did. That I loved the Rainbow Edition. I was so glad that it came to my bowling alley, and it just kind of blew my mind when it happened. I guess <laughs> you're like you were walked in expecting one thing, like you went in asking for vanilla ice cream, and you got jalapeno instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fantastic, and just the choices they made with with the changes they made with that game were all just right on. So it was excellent memory for me, and. I must say, when I went to buy an arcade game for my uh, garage, which with the intention of uh, building it up into an emulating machine anyway, I went to this guy's garage that I found online, and I was going to buy an empty cabinet from him and throw a TV or whatever in it, but he also had a working Street Fighter 2 in there that he had just lowered the price on. It was in great condition with an excellent monitor, and thankfully I snatched that up from him for real cheap, and I took it home. Started tinkering around with it, and it had two versions of Street Fighter 2 in it, and one of them was the Rainbow Edition, and I was so thrilled. What? Luck? Awesome. I know. <laughs> oh my god, that's cool. Yeah, that was the happiest moment for me. Even though I quickly tore it apart and put a computer in it, it's still functioning. I could turn it back anytime. That's the but beauty of conversion to. kits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can turn them on and off when you want. Mm hmm. <laughs> 
What else? Let's see. That bowling alley had so many good, great games. I have a lot of good memories of playing Strider there and Gauntlet. Strider's another one we've done an episode on. We haven't done Gauntlet yet. Yeah, we haven't done Gauntlet yet. You could do a a whole episode on the sounds from Gauntlet alone. Hmm. I I probably (laughs) wouldn't even need to speak during it. I could just use use the voice samples. (laughs) I've thought about sampling that game heavily for some purpose or another. Probably not a good purpose. (laughs) If it's creative, it's a good purpose. Well, that's true. That's the right attitude. (laughs) So what game systems do you play now? Well... I stick pretty vintage at this point. I think the, well, I have I have a Switch that I don't really play. The last PlayStation I bought was the PlayStation 3. But but I'm really all about my Nintendo and Super Nintendo games to this day. If only because their music haunts my brain. It's <laughs> mm. <laughs> all about the music. True. Some of my earliest tape cassettes I had were just recordings of the end songs from Nintendo games. And I'd used to have trouble sleeping, so I'd kind of lullaby myself to sleep with them, and something about those tones in your ear right there. Oh. <laughs> nice. Lullaby you right to sleep. So of these... the various machines you've done so far in Lego form, what's been the most difficult to do? Gosh. I have to think about that a second. My gauntlet machine was pretty difficult and turned out great, but that's another one that I can't offer because it uses an even rarer piece than the pinball machines. I just haven't been able to redo it in an acceptable fashion yet, but I hope to because it looked spot on to me. (laughs) (laughs) I can always tell when I get the design right in Lego if the side art sticker matches without me having to manipulate it in any weird ways. (laughs) That 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 makes sense. That happened from the gauntlet. (laughs) Sometimes they're a little tricky, unless it's just a rectangle side art on the side or something. Those are easy, of course. Now, where do you find the side art for the side? Like, is that something that you end up making yourself, or do you get that from another vendor? I, I, I pretty much just Google the game I need and Google the marquee and the everything else, and usually it pops right up for me. And I don't need, like, a super high-resolution image just because I'm printing them so small anyway, so I can usually make do with what I can find online. If not, I have kind of a repository on my arcade machine computer that kind of has all the marquees for most games, too, if I can't find it online. So that's helpful. But some games are easier to find than others, for sure. Yeah, I remember you telling me you were actually glad I hunted down the pieces for Vampire Savior. Yeah, that one was tricky, just because, like you say, it was kind of a conversion kick kind of deal, I guess. (laughs) I don't remember ever seeing it at the arcade anyway, but I guess it was there. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, one that Chrissy wanted me to look to ask you about uh, that I've been trying to track down w- oh. and discovered it was only available in Japan as a conversion kit for like an Astro City or an Egress 2 unit was the arcade version of Kickle Cubicle. Oh, uh-huh. Um, yeah, I forget the name of it, but uh, I like that game. <laughs> I do too. That when he was like, when he sent me the thing and he's just like, so he's like, uh, what video game cabinets would you like to, what would you would pick to be in the cabinet? I'm like, Kickle Cubicle. I was like, I want that one because that was my favorite game <laughs> growing up. And he was just like, uh, okay. And I'm like, or Dragon's Lair, which is my ultimate rage quick game. It's so beautiful yet so deadly for my ego because I can never make it past the first like room. Agree that it's hard. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's wonderful to watch someone play it. It's beautiful to watch them if you get someone really good playing it because it's like watching a Don Bluth movie. Can't uh-huh. can't can't play it to save my life. 
in any way. Yeah, me too. I blame my joystick. <laughs> I haven't done that one yet. I just, I'm just like I, I suck at, I suck at cues. Okay, <laughs> there's a cue for this. Can't prove it by me. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to see if I can find some kickle cubicle artwork. I don't even know what that cabinet would look like. I may just ask you to do an Astro City piece. It'll at least get uses out of some white Lego pieces you probably got stored up. There you mm-hmm. go. Yeah, I got to look at that again. And a Naomi cabinet ID, even though I find them to be so ugly. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I'm a completist, so probably Fair have enough. to do it. <laughs> yeah. Via Vampire Savior and Knights of the Round, you just did your design for for the old iconic Big Blue from Capcom. And like we've been talking about, that opens up bunch of nice options yeah definitely i was glad that uh that that happened i uh, thank you so much for uh all your requests because it's really helping me round out my stock it speed up the process at least there you go <laughs> i'm kind of a slacker unless someone makes me do something so i would have sat on those designs a lot longer <laughs> without your help <laughs> mm. so keep up the requests keep them coming you oh they're to gonna keep them. coming all right I've... you don't even have to buy them this, don't, this is... don't, don't, don't threaten him with a good time. <laughs> but yeah, some of the other, I'm looking at some of your other machine designs and I'm like, okay, the Nintendo cabinet design that opens up the versus Unisystem. That'll cover my mm-hmm. Castlevania fandom nicely. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. I have to get some more Nintendo cabinets done. That was kind of a late bloomer there. So got to get my Donkey Kong Jr. in there, of course. Oh, too. yes. Maybe, maybe that... Popeye. Donkey Kong Jr. and Popeye are high on my list because, like I told you, I'm a ColecoVision kid, and those <laughs> games were crucial to that system. <laughs> I also need to make a uh, Billy Mitchell Lego minifigure on a side note for the... Uh, you've seen a King of Kong, I assume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Billy Mitchell. I'm going to make a Billy Mitchell and Steve Weeb. I think that'd be cool. Have them fighting <laughs> each other, dueling Donkey Kong cabinets. Yeah. We actually... I think we did, a, we did an episode on Donkey Kong and the King of Kong. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I thought that was a great documentary. That was it was really kind of it was really kind of cool to cuz it was it wasn't in one direction or the other. It was like here's what happened, here's both sides, have at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and both sides were just delightful. <laughs> oh. I had a good time watching it. <laughs> but yeah, I, w- I kind of want to put them on a t-shirt, a Lego t-shirt. <laughs> Battling it out somehow or another. And another one, going a little more obscure, but since you did Mr. Do, that same cabinet design works for Ladybug. True, it's probably got to work for a lot of them from right around then, that I'm not even aware of, but I gotta look at that too. So out of all your cabinets, which one was like the biggest seller that you've had? So far, so far Burger Time has been surprisingly popular. At my event yesterday, I sold a whole lot of NBA jams, which I only recently released to the public. So I, I have a feeling that one will be up there. Mortal Kombat 2 is kind of a recent addition that I suspect will be a big seller. Street Fighter 2 is selling a lot. Of course, Joust. Pac-Man and Ms. Pac-Man do well. Hmm. Donkey Kong, I guess. Nice. So far. <laughs> But yeah, NBA Jam I sold out of promptly yesterday because it looks cool. It's colorful. <laughs> well, colors will do it. It takes anyone's yeah. eye off of anything. Definitely. <laughs> Plus, NBA Jam is an excellent game as well. Probably my, well, definitely my favorite sports arcade game by far. Same, same. I still play it a lot in my garage. 
except there's nobody in there with me. So it's kind of boring, but the computer puts up a great fight. They always come back in the last two minutes. I feel like computers do that. Like they're like, okay, you think you've won. Ha <laughs> ha. I felt that way. It does keep it challenging. Hockey. It's always an exciting game. I don't know. I was like that with ice hockey. It's like, okay, I'm winning. I'm winning. And the next thing you know, it's like the, the computer's like, boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, really? You're really going to destroy my ego that way? Ice hockey. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> Ice hockey was a good one too. Yeah. So, because you kind of are doing like another version of kind of it, pretty much Lego artistry is is really it is it's still a form of that. Have you ever talked to Lego about getting free supply of stuff? Because I know they sometimes do that with the Lego artists. Is that they'll give them whatever doesn't sell of the Legos or whatever they huh. think they can't sell. I wasn't aware of that. I should look into it. It's so hard to find my bricks <laughs> and it seems like Lego doesn't want to offer them individually their, their whole supply anyway. I mean, you can go online and get whatever bricks they're offering at that time, but they don't offer their full selection that I can tell even. So I got to go to BrickLink for all my buying needs. Ah, BrickLink. <laughs> I live in fear of other Lego artists using black bricks and, and increasing the, the price of black bricks online. I keep seeing on Instagram <laughs> ads for this Lego artist that uh, works all in black brick. And I just feel like he's <laughs> raising the prices of my bricks. You're listening like, darn you. Stop creating. <laughs> Use some other colors, please. Please, for God's sakes, go to gray. No one uses gray. There's lots of grays, but there's only one black. <laughs> Or Lego, make more. Hurry. Another trip to the moon in Lego bricks, please. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that is fair. We're all going to drown in Lego, by the way. That's uh, the world's going to end that way. Taken out by Legos. Too. Yeah, they're lightweight individually, but you get, you get a mile of it above you and... Uh, Oh, thanks. It's like if you actually tried to dive into Scrooge McDuck's money bin in real life. Yeah, you yeah, that doesn't sound pleasant. <laughs> yeah, that would hurt your neck. That would definitely hurt. Animation magic, right there. Mm-hmm. It, it's 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 called cartoon logic. Yeah, I don't trust it. Do you think you'll ever do any of the Disney games as cabinets, like the Ducktales or the Rescue Rangers? I mean, only if they're in a Play Choice Ten, I guess, because I gotta. Unless they actually existed as cabinets, I just don't want to. <laughs> Start randomly creating cabinets. <laughs> <laughs> I'd do some consoles, but that would just be one Lego brick with a sticker on it, probably. That sounds kind of boring. A <laughs> little bit. <laughs> so walk us, so if you, if you could, walk us through your process for um, making these cabinets. Sure. Um I mean, ultimately, it's pretty straightforward. I've got all my bricks all separated and ready to go. And I'll just usually assemble a few random styles. I've kind of got, you know, maybe like 10 major styles that I can re-sticker with different stickers to make it different games, you know. So I have some different cabinet styles to keep it looking authentic for the particular game. So if I just build up some blank cabinets in each of those styles, then... I don't have to decide right away what game I'm making and I can kind of sit on them maybe until an order comes in usually is what I'll do. So I don't have to waste the bricks on a game that's not going to sell because once the order comes in, I can print up the stickers real quick, quick <laughs> and slap them on there. And then I just got to print a box on my computer and cut that out. I have a little cutting machine, so I'm not hand cutting my stickers or anything. 
thank God I couldn't do this without my cutting tool. That's basically what I do. Well, I got to design the stickers, of course. Like I say, I got to download the images and then manipulate them down to the right size. And I kind of like the sticker sheets in themselves. Eventually, I want to just start selling those. And the instructions are another thing I have to uh, haven't got around to making yet, but that's easily done thanks to Lego software these days. Nice. And have you like when you were coming up with the design for the cabinets? Did you actually look at actual like real life cabinets, like pictures and stuff like that? Oh on yeah, the internet. Yeah, definitely. That was kind of I, I wanted them to. I mean, none of none of mine are picture perfect, you know, angle wise and that kind of thing. But I tried to get as close as I could to the original designs of each individual cabinet. Was what it was all about for me. And even still, they they could be closer at this point. I think Legos released some newer pieces in the last few years. Most of my cabinets I designed probably a good five, six, seven years ago now, slowly over time, but some of them could use a redesign, even though I like them as they are. Up, hmm. oh, James has completely lost Zencaster. James. James. I miss you. I have had, I've been in constant contact with James over the past two months. And I think we have texted back and forth more than I've texted anybody in my immediate life. <laughs> I think, I think we might be new best friends now. I don't know. Yeah. Not he's, sure. he's, I will say this. He, he speaks very, when he first was starting this, um, this, this project and he was telling me about it. I mean, he just kept, as soon as he saw your artwork and he was just like, you have to check this out. You have to check this out. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. James, this is your thing, not my thing. I'll enjoy being a character in your arcade. That's fun. So, too. yeah, so, and it and it is like we have. Um, he has a pizza place now, called Pagano's Pizza, after our friend John Pagano, and it's just a lot of your your um, art in it has definitely, definitely reminded me more of the old timeouts, the old the old arcade the old arcades that used to sit in the mall. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it took, took me back to, you know, those are my childhood days going up to the mall, mm-hmm. hanging out with my dad and stuff, you know, and playing video games up there while everyone else went shopping because it was the best way to distract an ADD child. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I, for, I should have mentioned the mall earlier. I yeah. forgot all about my mall arcade, but <laughs> <laughs> those, those would have been my real youngest arcade memories for sure. Oh, yeah. I miss mall arcades so much. So it sounds so it sounds like you're you're kind of also into retro gaming a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely more of a retro gamer than a current gamer at this point. Even though I'm remain a game enthusiast, I'll, I'll buy a new system just because I think I want to, you know, yeah, trip you out just... on how some game was designed more than I want to play it these days. <laughs> I get that way too. I I watch a lot of the let plays of the video games. I'm like, I really want to play, but. Damn, those graphics look good. Mm-hmm. Or that music is awesome sounding. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely more of the retro gamer. I have a Raspberry Pi that I have um, the recal on. Uh-huh. Um, and right now I think I have all of the Nintendo ten, Nintendo of North America's library on there. Nice. So Yeah, when I'm in my garage on my arcade machine even, I don't I barely play the games. I just like channel surfing through my uh, game selection screens that I whipped up and just watch the gameplay videos and listen to the music. Mm-hmm. I've got all my Nintendo and Super Nintendo games on there too. That thing plays everything from Atari to GameCube and PS2 pretty good. Nice. Everything looks good on a tube television. It's my little arcade museum. 
I'm more, I think I'm more of an archivist than a, than a real gamer, really. <laughs> there is nothing wrong. Honestly, there's nothing wrong with that. We up here, we have the uh, International Hall, uh, History of, the International Center for the History of Electronic uh, Games. And that's literally what they do is they'll sit there and they actually try to record the code from older video games to uh-huh. save the code because over time, mm-hmm. the cartridges uh, degrade and they lose the code. So they've been trying to save, literally save all the codes from all the video games into a safe, non-degradable file so that they right. can recreate the games in the future, which is... Thank God someone's doing that Yeah, that work for us. <laughs> you know, other than the actual video game companies where they re-release them as remakes every year, and it's like, really? Didn't you just do this two years ago? I'm looking Not at you, Nintendo, with Orc Arena. I'm looking at you, Nintendo, with Orc Arena time. <laughs> Every two years, as much up. as I don't play my Switch, and I appreciate that that they give you some uh, Nintendo and Super Nintendo games for free to to play there. By since you have to pay for their online yeah. network services anyway, it's kind of nice of them. And then they give you some little uh, what do you what do you call it? Other versions to play where you start at the boss level or you start with everything. That's kind of nice of them. <laughs> yeah, it it is. It's like. Where they give you the special version, where it's like you have all three of the treasures in Kid Icarus, and it's like, okay. I already knew that code anyway. I know it's kind of like it's kind of like you just put in the Konami code, didn't you? That's what you did. You just made. You type. Uh, well, Icarus fights Medusa fights Icarus angels. That's the code. It oh. Just came to me. That'll get you to the last level. Give it a whirl with all the, tre- with all the treasures. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So. So what is your favorite, uh, If what's your go-to game to play? If you're like, I need to play a video game, what is your go-to game to go play? You know, well, arcade-wise, at least, I, I'm weirdly attached to Willow. That is Willow. such a good game, too. It's it's really pretty, and it's hard. I still have never sat down and actually tried to beat it, even like trying to use save states and stuff. It's difficult. <laughs> it, is a, it, it is definitely a, a harder game, but... It's fun. It's like a hard fun mm-hmm. versus like, you know, like the, the hard, hard, to, like the hard to be hard games, like Battletoads, mm-hmm. where it's, it's not fun after a while where Willow just see, I, I just, I agree. Willow is a really good one. Cause it just, it's just fun to play. So. My weird, my kind of weird go-to Nintendo game is actually Legacy of the Wizard. If you've played oh, that how- one. I haven't played that one yet. What's that one like? It's it's probably much bigger in Japan. It's part of the Dragon Slayer series by Falcom. Oh, okay. It was ported over. It's a a side-scrolling, explorey type game, but it's kind of, um, gosh, how do I even describe it? I'm not even sure quite what to relate it to. There's something really pleasing. It's difficult. I used to rent it all the time, and maybe it would have helped if the instructions came with it, but... You got like five <laughs> different family members you got to use and depending on who you're using, they can get to different areas of the game and each of them can use different types of items that they got to find or buy in shops, places, and each one has to go find their own crown in this huge, huge puzzly maze of rooms <laughs> and just tricks and invisible walls to break. It's ridiculous. I don't know how anyone would ever beat it without emulating. I never would. And plus the password is like a novel. So I think that's probably the main turn off of the game is, I mean, literally <laughs> a paragraph of 
uppercase and lowercase letters and zeros oh my God. look like O's. It's almost impossible to write down the password correctly. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Cause isn't, they did that with, um, Solomon's key to fire and ice where it's like 20 billion letters long. And it's like, no, I'm not going to continue. It's like, I'm not going to continue brutal. where I left off. I'll start <laughs> from the beginning. Thank you. All right. So At James least make said, those zeros distinct from the O's. Exactly. Like how hard <laughs> is it to make it like, it's like, are like the eyes from the ones. Yeah. Or the eyes from the lowercase L's like, is, is that what it, yeah. So James just sent me a couple of questions because he's not quite sure if he's going to be able to bounce back on. All right. So he wants, he's, his next question is, what would you build if you had unlimited resources? All the bricks you could ever want, all of the pieces you need, all the time in the world, what would you build? <clears throat> well, I mean, I guess at this point, I would just build the largest arcade parlor that I could to house all my arcades in, which I've done a few times, but... Mm -hmm. I try to use my crappiest bricks because I like to think that my good bricks I might need to finish sets and sell on eBay one day. <laughs> I'm a brick miser, kind of. <laughs> you can't have my bricks. They're mine. <laughs> but yeah, I'd build a glorious arcade parlor. It'd be probably three or four stories tall. It'd probably have laser tag up top, too. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> I did find out finally how to light up my arcades too. So I got to get on that for a fully lit arcade parlor. Oh, that's going to be, be glorious. Cool. Now, I'm would just you not sure how to do the marquees because those, those are harder to light. And would you be posting that stuff up on, um, up on your Instagram page? At, at least I have a few pictures of, of my, my rough drafts on Instagram there. I don't know mm -hmm. if I'll make them available in my store or not. Although the lights are super easy for me to get kind of depending on what someone's going to do with them, they might want a different kind of thing to power it. So like a wall plug or battery packs. So there's some stuff I'd have to think about for that. But otherwise I'd offer them right up because <laughs> they look pretty. Yeah. Probably like you probably could probably use fairy lights and stuff like that a little bit too, to help give it like mm -hmm. a little bit of a dim glim. All right. His other question you just sent me was how might you approach cabinets that have like the more unique controllers, like Paperboy, Exxon, Battle Zone. Like, how would you kind of approach those cabinets? Yeah, I guess just on a cabinet to cabinet basis. I mean, I've, there's a lot. There's there's a lot of Lego handlebars and stuff like that to choose from to rig something up. I have my Tron cabinet that I haven't actually completed yet. I'm very proud of the joystick on anyway because it's it's a scorpion tail from the Lego Scorpion. If you know what that looks like, but it looks mm -hmm. just like a Tron joystick. I just have to find a way to hide the rest of the scorpion better. <laughs> so, so actually, and actually, uh, my centipede trackball is the best use of a Lego cherry that I'm sure exists. I'm not bragging at all. No, but I think it's that it's sounds ingenious. awesome. It's ingenious, but Lego I don't think would improve because I'm probably stressing the stem of the cherry. But I don't care. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Tough luck. It's not their. It's not their cabinet they're building. Yeah, it's my deal. All right. And then um, he said that there is actually one cabinet um, with a tilted marquee called Wacko, if you're aware of that one. He's, and he would be like, how would you approach that? What's it called? Apparently, it's called Wacko. Yeah, a tilted like, cabinet, like tilted towards the, tilted downwards towards the player? Uh, let me do, so hang on. Uh, and I'm the sure one that's machine, what he means. 
Yeah, it's the one machine with the tilted marquee called Wacko. Hmm. Well, I've been having trouble with tilted down marquees. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure there's a way. I just haven't tried hard enough yet. You just haven't found one that works for you, probably. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. got to be just right. Most of these take a few iterations before I get them where I like them, for sure. Plus, I have to have physical bricks around because some people design digitally on the excellent Lego design software that you can download for free that I still highly recommend. But I'm a tactile person, and I, I need bricks around me all shuffled up so I can so you make can connections to, in my brain. <laughs> kind, of, kind of see what works and what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's actually really a good mark of an engineer. It's like, okay, yeah, that's great. You gave me a theory. I want the facts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see how this really looks. He's sending me a whole bunch of questions because he apparently can't get back into Zencaster. He's panicking. Slightly. Um, okay. And he also would like to know, what is your opinion on modern arcade machines and the reliance on larger cabinets, light guns, and other silly gimmicks? I hate them. He hate him. <laughs> I hate him. I mean, I, I don't, I haven't even probably seen many of them because I just don't go to the kinds of places that have them. I just can't bear to. Yeah. I can't, yeah. I can't watch people play Pac-Man on a giant cell phone shaped screen that's the size of three people. I just can't. <laughs> I will, I will play it. I will play it on the four versus four version. I will play it on that. Yeah, I hear um, that one's fun. That one is a lot of fun. We when we had Pemi up for the uh, comic book convention, we took him to Spielberger's, which is the bar arcade we have up here. Um, that is open. It's open to everyone. Anyone could go in there, no matter what the age. But once ten o'clock hits, all the kids have to go home so the adults can play. Um, mm-hmm. And it, when I was there for my fortieth birthday party, my goddaughter, who at the time I think was like two, so they had to leave um, because it, it was ten. And the bouncer, like she's. You know, I was like, she wanted to stay with me, and I'm like, honey, you can't. You're illegal now. And the bar, and she goes, she turns the bartender, the bouncer, and she goes, I'm illegal. And he just started laughing. He goes, yes, sweetie, you are. <laughs> he said, you. He goes, you had your fun. Now it's their time to have fun. She's like, okay. And then she like gave him a hug, and then like ran down the stairs. <laughs> My nice. best friend. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like I. I haven't seen as many of those, like with the light guns. I've seen the rail guns, but I it, sometimes they just you're, it, they just don't feel the same as like the old school arcade. Yeah, like if, it just doesn't. Yeah, it's, it's, those it's flat like, screen TVs. I don't know. Yeah, it's like it's you. It's almost kind of like you could have stayed home and done this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think that's part of like. it. I mean, despite all the gimmicks too, it still does feel like that. Yeah, it's like, hmm, you're doing the same thing you could do with your council. The arcade <laughs> games are not supposed to be like the council. They're supposed to be different. It's nice to go places and look at all the flashy lights, though, I guess. Very stimulating. That's, fair enough. That's true, too. <laughs> it being someone who's ADD, it's like, ooh, bright lights. But but yeah, I'm glad I'm glad arcades exist these days, at least, for, for older gamers. <laughs> we have one in, here in Sacramento that's pretty good, too. I'm, considering reaching out and offering my services possibly as a technician just based on the work I've done on my cabinets. But to be fair, most of the things I've fixed on my cabinets are things I broke in the first place. So (laughs) I don't know if they'll have me, but they do have some screens that could use some attention, I noticed when I was there. Yeah. Well, and that's probably, but the thing, 
but that kind of makes you good for it because what you probably break on your cabinet is what is normal wear and tear for them too. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I figure it's hard to find an arcade technician. It's gotta be for at least old, yeah. old arcades yeah. for the old arcade. So how many, so how many cabinets do you have hiding in your garage? I have, I have two. I have, uh, my, my, what started out as a street fighter two and a more, you know, mortal Kombat cabinet mm -hmm. that, that one I, took out the control panel and built my own four player control with trackball and spinner. It's oh, nice. pretty beautiful. My only piece of woodworking I've ever done, but it turned out great. And then I, and then I ended up with a pretty sweet space invaders Two cocktail cabinet. That someone had in storage that wasn't working. So I was trying to fix it for them. And thankfully I couldn't because then they just gave it to me and I put a computer <laughs> in it. So that's my Pac-Man cabinet now. Cause it feels good to play it on there. Oh, nice. <laughs> but yeah, most, mostly I just enjoyed spending hours configuring all the game selection screens for those things and just getting all the graphics on there. The wealth of information online for all that stuff and torrents of files to be had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, torrent. Where you oh. can find everything you ever needed. Yes. <laughs> oh. Okay, so James is out of questions. I'm out of questions. Wow. Um, so if we have anyone online that wants to find you, Steve, where can they find you at? Yes, uh, they can find my Etsy store at the moment, which is, I could rail off the whole thing, but if you go to Etsy and just search flavor packet art, all one word, that'll bring me right up. Mm -hmm. um, you can follow me on Instagram at flavor underscore packet. Those are my main links. <laughs> <laughs> And we do recommend, I do recommend everyone checking out his Etsy store because he does have a lot of different cabinets up there. And his, I was in kind of creeping a little bit on his Instagram page too. His artwork of what he has is very kind of cool. And yes, his avatar on there is him as a Cyclops. Oh, yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Don't, don't, <laughs> I, for a moment, I'm like, wait, I'm like, oh, this has got to be him. So yeah, no, you're not wrong. That, that is him. <laughs> the, the son of looking like a Cyclops. So that's his avatar. <laughs> um, and if you do visit my store, just know I also make cabinets to order, as James was saying. So if you have a favorite game and you don't see it there, just hit me up and I can probably get it done for you. Perfect. So, yeah. So do to do. I don't know how to stop this. Aha. Stop it's, this. Stop this train. No. Um, <laughs> but, Steve, it was awesome having you on here. Hopefully we'll have you on again when James can actually do this <laughs> sure yeah i'd be happy to thanks for having me no problem um you have a wonderful day honey enjoy the weather in sacramento we're right now getting snow Ooh, curse you yeah well <laughs> curse you upstate new york weather um <laughs> and this is Kirsty from gaming street Regulars. this is our guest steve offerman also known as flavor packet art and you guys have a good day bye <laughs>
head over to www.patreon.com backslash fc3roc. We're part of the media division of Flower City Comic Con, based in Rochester, New York. We're a nonprofit group. Everything we make off of Patreon and everything else we do goes right back into putting on our future conventions and other events, from reserving the facilities to bringing in guests. If you pledge any amount, even a slim dollar, you will receive improved access to my blog entries, where every Tuesday I go over current video game news and write retrospectives on old-school arcade games, all delivered conveniently to your inbox. There's plenty of other perks and rewards, and if you don't see what you're looking for, reach out to the crew. They'll be happy to work with you. Want to get a hold of us in particular? You can email Christy directly at k-r-i-s-s-i at fc3roc dot org and me at j-a-m-e-s at fc3roc dot org at the moment we're still working out most social media matters but we are indeed on facebook at gaming street irregulars chrissy and i are fairly frequently there sharing news and things we find cool and begging i mean asking for your questions and answers to be used in upcoming episodes yeah, asking. That's the ticket. We love hearing from you all, whether you have praise, constructive criticism, or just want to share something cool and gaming-related yourselves. Also, wherever you find FC3 on social media, we're usually not too far behind. So if you reach out to them with something for us, they'll get it to us shortly. Legally speaking, all music, sound effects, voice clips, and so on are the properties of their respective owners. We make no claim to them and have no intention of profiting off of them. Please don't sue us. We have nothing you'd want. Well, the show must go on, as they say. This is James Irish back after uh, Zencaster just completely crapped the bed on me. <laughs> so, this day in gaming history, in 1995, was the arcade version release of Fatal Fury 3 Road to the Final Victory. Despite the title, this was actually the second-to-last canonical Fatal Fury game uh, of the principal timeline. Uh, we're not counting Garu Mark of the Wolves in that, necessarily. but And this one was unique in that you Fatal Fury was known for being able to jump between two separate planes on the 2D playing field, so you could like dodge into the background and then strike back into the foreground. Fatal Fury 3 appropriately enough, had three such planes. There was one closer to the foreground. It, I personally never could really get it to work consistently for myself. But Fatal Fury 3 was still an enjoyable game in a very enjoyable fighting game series, even though personally to me the best was yet to come. My personal favorite remains a real bout special. Anyhow, we're going to just leave it at that. For Chrissy Harding, I'm James Irish. Thank you so much for tuning into Gaming Street Regulars and bearing with these technical difficulties. And as always, game on.